Welcome to a Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. I'm Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We are here weekly to talk with female food entrepreneurs. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah, I saw that you, um, after our last guest, I saw that you went and pickled some magnolia blossoms after Stacy told us about it. Well, I stole them from a tree <laughs> on our evening walk, but I and I ate some. Oh, I you did. didn't pickle them. You just I ate didn't. them. By I wanted to taste it. So that's yeah. what I did. Yeah, they were cool. Pep little peppery and interesting. Yeah. Gingery. They're, they're interesting. When Stacy does them, she does them in kind of like a sweet pickle syrup. And so then she'll put them in salads and things. And they're really nice. But I think I've only ever done them as a quick pickle. I've never like fully she said she them. does quick pickle and she had um videos of them picking them from a local tree getting ready for the year so yeah there's a tree right by the, like you can see it when you're at the farm where she gets them from so that's super cool well i'm glad that we um both saw something cool and new uh this week on my cooking demo i'm going to show people how to cook with nettles have you oh. ever done anything with nettles before no the only thing i've done with nettles is get stung by them on the golf course when I was a kid (laughs) that was not fun yeah I know well in the Pacific Northwest they're kind of everywhere and um you know I grew up with them all around but I never even knew that you could eat them but then I you know in my cookbook I have a nettle chapter where I teach people how to um how to cook them and how to um like blanch them to get the stinging power out of the nettles. But I went over to a friend's house the other day and they had bought nettles at the farmer's market, but they'd never cooked with them before. So they just like were reaching in the bag and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> the first rule of nettles is to wear some gloves or to oh, touch holy them. Smokes. Did they have a um, reaction? Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. But luckily they had like aloe and stuff and I just like had her scrub her hands super hard to get them out because like the little things get in there and it's like poison, you know? Yeah, it is. So that's what I'm going to do on Thursday for my cooking demos. Teach people how to blanch nettles. I want to know how to blanch nettles and I'll serve them with beans. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you know how to cook beans my way. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to um, Craig and New on their show that we did a couple days ago and it was really fun to listen to them talk about their special spice blends oh yeah 
Yeah. Super cool. Well, we have a really fun guest in the studio today. Yes. We're joined by Melissa Mutterspa, the owner and maker of Mountain Mel's herbal products that you can feel good about. Welcome, Mel. Hey, thanks so much. And I so badly wanted to talk about nettles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I knew knew you would. So what do you you tell us about nettles? Because I'm sure you use them in a totally different way than I do. I was actually just putting them into our wonderful woman's blend. Um, and they're starting to come up in my area. I'm, I'm a clinical herbalist, so nettles are very, very dear and close to me. And the, the little hairs and the spikes that are on the bottom part of those nettles, they're not on the top of the leaf. So you can actually go out into the field and harvest nettles from the top of the leaf with no gloves and eat it right there. Because once your teeth break up those little hairs on the bottom, they're done, like just like the, the blanching process. And they are filled with formic acid, which is a lot, it's, it's the same thing that fire ants sting you with. But legend and some other people, some of my great teachers have let it out that you can actually utilize that nettle sting and help to heal chronic pain. Let's say you're somebody who had an injury 25 years ago and your knee just hurts all the time. Maybe it's just when certain weather pops up or what have you. You could go out and it's going to sting for a good hour or two or more. And you can like thwack your knee with that nettle sting and you may be rid yourself of the chronic pain and injury. I've never heard that before. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's that's why ice packs work, right? Because you have a headache, you put an ice pack on your head and the ice hurts more than the headache. (laughs) You forget you have a headache. Yeah. I forget the exact, exact like chemical reaction that's happening with it to actually make you not have that knee pain anymore. But I've heard from countless other herbalists and teachers and elders in my world that that's the case with it. So hearing you talk about nettles, I get really, really giddy about it. (laughs) (laughs) I figured you would. Do you, do you gather your own nettles for your teas? Not from my teas. That would take entirely too much time. We currently get them from a woman-led farm down in Grants Pass called Oshala Farms, and I love them. What's unique about their nettles in comparison to other suppliers is they they bag them up in as whole of leaf and and plant matter as they can, which I really appreciate. It it keeps the value of the plant in there. Um, But as my people are making our teas, they are definitely getting the itch and irritation from the nettles, which doesn't usually happen with the dried nettles, but because they dry it so well and keep so much of the integrity of the plant in there. The gloves are nice. Yeah, yeah. it <laughs> can be dangerous. Yeah. That's how that's how it is too. If I've like collected them myself, I'll either just do it by hand or snip them. But when you buy them at the farmer's market, it's usually like the whole, they've just like cut the stock, you know? So they're, mm-hmm. it's like the really big needles are still on there. So yeah. it's a little dangerous sometimes. <laughs> it's such a cool plant. Like once you get to know the power of that plant, what are instead the, of being afraid of it. So. Yeah. What are the health benefits of nettles? Do you know? You know, 
Yeah, I know some. Um, it's one of the most nutrient dense plants we have out there, uh, really rich in magnesium and calcium and phosphorus and all the vitamin alphabet. Um, they're really, really nice. They're a great what's called diuretic. So they can promote the flow of urine. Um, so that can be a really great way to excrete waste from the body. And there's a long, 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 long list of its benefits and uses and how wonderful it can be. Really beneficial for people dealing with arthritis or gout situations like that. It can be really beneficial for people with allergies. Mm -hmm. um, so ideally you can get some nettles right as they're coming up or start taking like a really good quality freeze-dried nettles. Uh, around February or so, if you know you're somebody who suffers from spring allergies, it can really help curb those. So. Which which tea of yours has nettles in it? I use nettles in my Where Is My Mind for mental clarity and focus. Uh, my wonderful woman's pretty much anyone that has to do with females or babies. So I have a wonderful woman's a mommy to be a um, the milk ladies and the peaceful baby. Uh, all have nettles in them. And I think that's about it, actually. Can you tell us how you became a clinical herbalist, Melissa? Yeah. Okay, tell um, us how to do that. We might have some listeners that say, hey, she's cool. I want to be just like her. How do I do that? Yeah, well, one thing, I'm starting to teach more online and I love to teach people about herbalism um, and kind of bring a little balance of the science and the the hippie peace, love, and happiness. I want to <laughs> hug a tree and be with pl plants. Um, how did I get there? Well, I was a backpacking guide and wilderness therapist, and that's kind of where my whole journey in this herbal world began because I, I love taking people outdoors and showing them the wonders of nature and immersing myself in that world. And um, it really led me to wonder what these plants were and how they were working. At that point in time, I had started with my um, herbal first aid line because I hated seeing people with toxic, nasty crap in their backpacks and camping gear polluting their bodies and our planet. And as I passed those around my Mount Hood community and they kept working and people were loving them, I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? Um, so I went to an herb conference, the Brighton Bush Herbal Conference, and I was really fortunate that a lot of the elders of the herbal movement today were there at that point in time. And I met some really great people. I had no clue what I was doing there, but it was the most amazing experience. And, and I just knew at that moment that that was my calling. Who are some of the regional elders that you're referring to? Or were those people from all over the U.S. that came to that meeting? They were from all over the U.S. So it was Rosemary Gladstar, it was Christopher Hobbs, Jane Bothwell, um, Tim Blakely, Cascade Anderson Geller, who's left an incredibly powerful mark on my world, um, Kathy Cavill, Mindy Green, all kinds, like, it was the whole community. It was a reunion year for them. Um, so that was really lovely. Though there's also a woman in my community up in Welch's Oregon on Mount Hood who was there, Jody Stern. And we are now like love to see each other. She comes to my community food drop and picks up food every month at my space. And um, she actually got injured on a plant walk. I was with her and I didn't know who she was until several years later. And I'm like, wait a second. You were the lady who, who sprained your ankle on that plant walk way back when at Brighton Bush. So after I led that, left that beautiful conference, um, 
I went to the Elderberry School Botanical Studies in Portland, and that was really lovely. I learned a lot about the plants out in the field, how to harvest them at the peak of their medicinal potency, how to kind of create a connection with them as well, and how to make great medicine. And then that left me a little too, I needed more. I, it was a little hippy dippy for me, beautiful, but, and, and I'm very much a hippy dippy chick, but um, it made me want to know really what's going on with the human body. And so, uh, and the way these plants and the way they dance and interact. And I went to Portland School of Traditional Western Herbalism off Alberta. And at that particular program, they brought in some of the best herbalists from around our continent every month. And we would do a really great intensive on whatever they were absolute experts in teaching. And so it really brought about this opportunity to learn herbalism from so many different perspectives, which is fantastic because it's both an art and a science. Um, and there's so many different ways in which it can work. So that was a really, really cool experience. And I continued to go to lots of conferences and spent a lot of time at the Traditional Roots Institute at NUNM. And yeah, just kind of immersed myself in the world of plant medicine. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple of things that I, I really want to talk about. So one yeah. is that um, I thought that you started with your tea line and then added in the other products. Like, cause I love your bug spray. I get bit by bugs everywhere I go and I hate those cans of spray, you know, yeah. that, that I <laughs> grew so up with. And so I got yours at probably the first show I ever met you at and I love it and it works so well. And I appreciate that you have made it to where it's, you know, earth friendly and it's awesome and it smells good and so thank you for that yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that I thought you did the teas first and then added in the other things so can you kind of explain how things played out for you with the products yeah, actually, most people think that. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I'll, I'll let a secret out on your radio as I explain to you the evolution of the product line. But um, I, you know, it started when I was a backpacking guide and wilderness therapist, just really upset with the cans of bug spray that are so nasty and, and the other things I saw people putting on their bodies. And more importantly to me, they were paying me hundreds of dollars to walk them to my sacred spaces, yet they were polluting them. And it chapped my hide. And so I had this vision that, you know, I would get these goods into the backpacks and camping gear of people all over that love to play outdoors. And um, I, you know, jumped it up and I grabbed some books and I started playing with other people's formulas and recipes and would glue my labels on and like hand wrote all my labels. And um, I kept doing that and people in my community started recognizing me as that person. Like I was the medicine girl, I was the herbalist and they would come to me um, to make tea blends for them. And I've also been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. I was a bartender for a very long time. So I like to say now that I'm really good at dancing the uh, medicinal properties of plants with their flavor profiles to make herbal medicine taste great. Though, of course, what I make is not medicine. My formulas cannot help you because plants could never do that, right? Um, but that's what I do. And so as people were taking these blends for whatever reason, somebody finally was like, well, Mel, why don't you sell your teas at the farmer's market? And I'm like, what? Oh, 
okay, you know, and honestly, <laughs> I didn't even drink tea. And and I don't actually use the actual tea plant in any of my blends. They're all herbal. They're all formulated on some type of functionality to improve your health and well-being. Um, yeah, I didn't really drink any teas until maybe about four years ago. I started drinking my blends and I love them still to this day. I'm really grateful I've got an unlimited supply. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how it came about. And then I went to New Seasons. Uh, I had dropped the local finds box way back in the day. I had dropped all those herbal first aid goods in there. Um, and that was a great box. They don't have that anymore. I know they don't cool. have it anymore. It's weird. I think they were getting too many people, probably. Yeah. But I saw you're also in Marketed Choice. Can you yeah. tell us about your relationship with Marketed Choice? Is there ever a better vendor to work with? Will I get in trouble <laughs> and offend anyone else I work no. with? No, tell us what you think. Tell us My what you gosh. think of Marketed Choice because we love them too. Yeah, I, you know, they sponsor our podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, then let me talk some more. Um, the way they work so hard to support us small vendors is yeah. it's, it, it's so beautiful. It brings tears to my eyes. I mean, who's your contact there? I speak a lot with John. John, yeah, Royal, John who is, is awesome. the most jolly, amazing person. And I know he came from New Seasons, but he you can feel his heart and his soul and his passion emanating throughout that whole company and the way they bring on us local vendors and put so much support. It is such a rarity as a local vendor to work with somebody that will put your products on sale on a regular basis and not charge you to put them on sale. I know. And they've done that this whole year for all of us over yeah. and over with that, just like on their own. They just yeah. are like, hey, let's have another all local sale because we love you guys. And we know that this is hard. And every time I read the email from John, I'm like, I'm so great. <laughs> no, totally. Me too. Yeah. Kudos they, to John and his team. Yeah. They're amazing. So good. Yeah. So, Mo, so you, also, you also mentioned that you manufacture in Welch's, and yeah. that is the thing that brought us together. The very first time I did a show with you, I ran over to your booth and I was like, you're from the town I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> because I've that. never known anyone that has been a maker and in the food world from Welch's, you're the very first one. Yeah. And the space that you're in right now that you're sitting in mm -hmm. is I worked there when I was 15 years old. There was, it was a shop called Honey Bear Express and they, it was like a candy shop and a deli. And I, my only job was to like take the baskets of food from the counter and put them on people's tables. And then to, if people came in for candy, I would fill their little candy bags. Like people, kids would buy like 10 cents worth of jelly beans or something. And it was in that space that you're in right now, which I feel like is so special. I love that. I know when I saw you walking by that day, I was like, wait, <laughs> yes, that's right. She comes up here often. I still, yeah. I still do. Yeah. So I want to know how you ended up in Welch's and when you went there. Yeah. I, um, I lived in Portland for a long time and I bartended everywhere. I worked at the Aladdin theater and had a, a Mulligans on Hawthorne and a few other places. I worked at Scooter McQuaid's right by the crystal ballroom and I had a blast, but I found myself, um, 
consistently looking into guidebooks to see how I could get the heck out of the city and go somewhere beautiful. And I never, I rarely came up to Mount Hood. I would go on slightly farther adventures, but just found that I'd I'd go on these soul refreshing and rejuvenating adventures and then come back to the city. And and I love you, Portland, but my soul would totally crush as I came back to the city. So I knew I had to make a move. Um, And I have, I'm going on 13 years up here. And I worked at the Skyway for a long time and I worked at Charlie's and um, the Skyway is actually the first commercial kitchen I worked out of. Um, And Mountain Bells grew out of my home and I couldn't do it out of my home anymore. I had faked it farther than I could make it (laughs) and um, got into this space because there wasn't really much for options. So Mm -hmm. one of the things you say on your website is that you want an herbalist in every home. Since you were talking about your home, how do you intend to do that for people? Like how can you help them become an herbalist in their home? Ooh, inspiring people to get fancy and creative with using plants as medicine, whether that be in their cooking and their food, because most of our culinary spices are indeed incredible herbal medicine. I've got a podcast now also, it's called The Herbalist Path, and I teach on there, I share the journey and interview other herbalists, and they talk about their beginning journeys, um, Really, I think like people want to grow their food, which is really, really important, but grow your medicine as well. So how many recipes do you have on your blog? I saw you have them on your blog. Yeah, we're just starting to get the blog up and rolling again. So um, I don't know right now, but I could certainly have more. There was like golden milk, I think. Yeah, That sounded really good. And some kind of a hot cocoa, maybe. Yeah, a hot cacao with cinnamon yeah. or cayenne if you want. And I do homemade coconut milk with that and Ooh. add a little maple syrup. And it's really nutritive, nutritive and warming and delicious and fills you right up. So, so do you come up with those recipes or do you share other people's recipes? Um, sometimes I'll get inspiration from other people, but then I carry it and go a little crazier. You know, I think it's hard to be the first on all of the things these days, especially in the realm of herbal medicine, because it's been around for several thousand years. Um, but yeah, they're, they're my recipes. That's kind of what I love to do. And I aspire to get to a point where I spend more time formulating. And you, you asked how I help make sure there's an herbalist in every home. I do medicine making Mondays on a little Facebook group I have called the Herbalist Path and their live shows. And I just, whatever floats my boat that particular week that I feel like creating, I share with people what I'm creating and why and how. And then I'm also beginning to offer paid courses. But So there used to be an elderberry bush behind the house we had in St. Helens and I would make jelly every year. Was I being an herbalist in my home? Sure as heck were. (laughs) (laughs) And cooking with those nettles, you're being an herbalist. Yay, we're doing it, Sarah. (laughs) When I I pulled this gigantic dandelion plant that looked really good out of the wall in our backyard, I should have saved it and made a salad, shouldn't I? Yeah, the dandelion greens are fantastic for Mm -hmm. a salad. The dandelion root is really great medicine, too. They're both inulin-rich, and inulin is a prebiotic fiber that can do a really great job of... of I knew I should have saved that dandelion. (laughs) And they're also rich in bitters, 
So mm-hmm. bitters are going to help get your digestive secretions flowing and help break down fats within your body and do all kinds of really cool things. So that's actually a good idea with with dandelion flowers to make a bitters because I tried to make a jelly one time and it was terrible because it was yeah. so bitter, but it would have made a great bitters. <laughs> and Minnesota, I remember when I was a kid, people making dandelion wine. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. There's so many ways to get creative, and that's what's so much fun about it. It's like cooking. Um, yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk to Mel some more. Awesome. <laughs> Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, I got a question for you, Mel, now that we're back. Yeah. I was wondering um, if I could be an affiliate to your program and spread like spread the wildflowers like everyone else. Yeah. Spread like wildflowers. My favorite little hashtag. So I do have an affiliate program for Mountain Mel's um, and it's 20% of anybody that you send in that direction. So I can definitely send you a link. There's also a link to that on um, mountainmels.com. And then I have an affiliate program for the Herbalist Path as well, which is something I need to get a little more clarity on. That's a very new platform for us. Like I've been teaching for years, but putting it all online is a whole another world. Um, but we're getting there and <laughs> we've got a couple of courses that we've put out and it's a lot of fun. I love being able to. Connect. How did you figure out you should have an affiliate program? That's what I want to know. Hmm. Well, because I have customers that love what I do yeah. and they want to share it and I love spreading love. And so <laughs> why not let other people help me spread love? I think that's cool. I think it's cool too. And I like that you have a hashtag that goes with it because then when I looked on it, when I saw that you did it on your website, then I was like, oh, I'm going to look it up. And then I could look it up and it was just all people saying how much they love you and your stuff, which is great. It was very sweet. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. You know, big, huge companies like Target have affiliate programs. Did you know that? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, our affiliate program could use more love and oomph. Like, so it's great that you're asking me these questions. It's one of those things that's on the list of like, what else do we want to do? It's part of my problem is I want to do them all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, but you did that one and it's great. And I think that it's really nice to see, especially with um, your particular products, because then when you see people, you see them actually using them in nature, which is like, just like the full circle of it all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think for like your bug spray, you should find affiliates in Minnesota because their mosquitoes are the size of birds. Oh, I know. I have um, my partner <laughs> works up at Timberline and, and is a, a groomer up there. And he had this friend of his who's manly man and he doesn't believe in any of my natural hippie junk. And he was moving to Alaska with his nurse wife. Oh, Alaska's <laughs> working with <laughs> birds. <Minnesota. laughs> yeah. And I sent him away with some of my stuff, anyways, and like thinking, oh, he's not going to use it, but I'm just going to send it with him, anyways. And he gets back to me in a year and is like, 
get this to Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff works. And again, totally the guy that's like not into natural hippie. Well, you're in Alaska and REI, aren't you? I saw that you're in most of the REI stores. Yeah. So we are actually about to get back into REI. Uh, Okay. So long story, I'll not share on air at this moment in time, oh, yeah, but yeah. definitely an experience I could share with you guys another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're about to work our way right back in there and come up with some really cool kits uh, that are hopefully up and available for the masses prior to getting to REI. Well, and- REI should definitely be your target audience. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'd love to share with you the story. <laughs> I'm so glad REI is going to have you in their store again. That's very yeah, smart that's of them. It's really good. Um, I also want to talk about um, you donate a percentage of your sales to 1% for the planet. Can you tell people about that organization and how you chose it as where you're, you were going to give? Yeah, I've actually been a 1% for the planet company since my first about 500 to $1,000 in sales. Um, and what that means is we give 1% of our total sales, not just our profit, to environmental nonprofits. I like to choose Oregon Wild and um, sometimes it's Friends of the Trees, sometimes it's um, Protect Our Winters. Um because the whole reason I do this is because I want to save the planet, <laughs> you know, and if, and if it's just one little cup of tea at a time or one bottle of bug spray at a time that I do my work to make this world a better place for people on the planet, then that's what I do. So 1% for the planet was actually started by Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia. Um, and it's a fantastic network of business businesses and people that live to, love to give back to the planet. Um, so a lot of nonprofits sign up for the receiving end and a lot of businesses sign up. And now you can also sign up as an individual to give 1% of whatever you bring home, if that's what you choose to do. So speaking of the planet, I noticed you're helping populate the planet with some really lovely t- uh, teas. You talked about your teas, but you didn't tell us much about them. They're sort of for midwives or midwifery or like for pregnant ladies or something like that. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. So I do have a line that is specific. I call it my mommy baby line, but we've also got where is my mind, which is for mental clarity and focus. And that's for students and overworked entrepreneurs and pretty much anybody who has to use a brain, somebody that may be entering into the Alzheimer's or dementia era of life might really get a lot of benefit out of that tea. Um, I do an unfrazzle your dazzle to calm your nerves and stress less because we all live in our society. It's not easy. Um, Hibiscus Heart Song is a really lovely dance with hibiscus, which I like hibiscus, but oftentimes it can be too tart. Um, Mm, It is tart. I tried to balance that out with some other herbs. This blend is particularly beneficial for heart and circulatory health, though that's not exactly something I can state, Um, but you just heard it. (laughs) Um, I do a sweet dreams are made of teas. I do a digesties. I do an oh so pretty. I really just wanted to make it so that people could bring these teas into their body and feel incredible health benefits, but also enjoy it. Because if you think about when the first beginnings of natural health and that kind of thing started coming into play in the 60s and 70s, oftentimes what people were being told to drink tasted horrible. And so people would say, okay, 
I'm going to try your natural thing, but it's absolutely repulsive. And then they put it in their cupboard and it never gets touched again. And it collects massive amounts of dust. And they think that herbal medicine and natural medicine doesn't work. So it's my goal to make it delicious and delightful <laughs> so people can make it part of their daily lifestyle. You know, that's cool. So if I wanted to go on your website, could I buy a sample pack of all the teas or how would I do that? So we're working on that. We had some sample packs, but I am so stubborn about sustainability with packaging. And I had some compostable small package, but they just, the presentation kind of, kind of literally fell apart. Um, and so <laughs> we took those off and we're looking for another route to get small, like individual servings to people that is also sustainable and earth friendly. Um, we are also working to get smaller tins out to people that maybe not want to commit to such to our price points. Um, and then, yeah, you can always order our bundles. That's a great way to save. Like we have the maintain your brain bundle. It's where is my mind for mental clarity and focus unfrazzle your dazzle to calm your nerves and stress less and our digesties, which is all about loving your gut and easing digestion. Got a couple other little fun bundles like the mommy's little bundle of tea. Which is so those are loose leaf teas. Absolutely. Can you tell us how you're supposed to brew a loose leaf tea? Yeah. So one with ours in particular, we don't use the Camilla sinensis plant, which is the actual tea plant that makes white tea, green tea, black tea, caffeinated tea. Ours are all purely herbal. So maybe when you're thinking of a green tea, you only want to brew for four minutes, but you can do it in a French press. You can do these really cool things called bombillas. Think of like, if you drink mate, there's like this tea straw where it's closed off at the bottom, but has little oh. perforations. So it filters it nice. Okay. I love to drink my teas that way because we have pretty full and whole plants and they're absolutely beautiful. There's something medicinal and being able to look at what you're putting into your body instead of this tea bag that has who knows what inside of it um, and how long it's been sitting there and and what kind of microplastics etc I mean if you think about it a lot of famous tea companies started in Oregon stash yeah. tea Tazo tea mm -hmm. Smith tea yeah those are three very famous tea companies they all started here in beautiful Oregon yeah it's a great point I I like too that all of your teas have a purpose, you know, so I'm one of those people that like, I will only like drink a beverage if it's like doing something for me, you know, because I, otherwise I just drink water. So it's like, if, if I either am going to have coffee because I, I want some caffeine <laughs> yeah, and, or I'll have water, but then like with your teas, it's like, if, if you have something that you is bothering you or that you want to fix, I would drink those, but I wouldn't just drink tea because I feel like it doesn't do much. But when you, when you're talking about like, oh, you know, you're drinking this because you're taking care of your body, because you're nurturing your body. And because you can see that that's what you're doing. You can see that these are all these natural herbs that are really good for your mind and things like that. I started doing that the very first time I really started drinking tea like that was when I was nursing. And I went to an herbalist who was like, here, you need this. Cause I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Like everything is being my brain's not working. My body's not working. And so what she encouraged me to do was look at my nutrition and was I giving myself what I needed to, you know, produce this food for my child. And it helped so much. And then yeah. I just started thinking about herbs and tea in that way. And it, it kind of changed everything. 
Yeah, it's really cool. I actually have a Milk Ladies blend that is specific for nursing mothers. And in my whole mommy baby line, there's three T's. There's a mommy to be. There's the and there's a peaceful baby. The three main things I focus on there are nourishment because it takes a lot of energy to build a human and then to feed a human and then to care for a human. Um, flavor, because if it doesn't taste good, you're going to be like, really, do I have to do this? <laughs> like, this is torture. Um, and nervous system support, because that's not an easy job, no matter where you are in that process. So I, I definitely balance and marry. And of course, the milk ladies is going to have some what's called galactagog herbs in there that help with milk flow and the letdown reflex and um I yeah that's, that's what stuff. beer was for yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> i've never been a beer drinker but i remember I've sitting on the couch and oh come on gotta get this milk to come down and i was like oh yeah somebody told me to drink a beer <laughs> So I drank the beer and all of a sudden, whoosh, yeah. down. And it's it was so, so river flow. Yeah, I was like, Whoo. I only yeah. had to do it once. Then I, it's like once you figure out what it feels like, then all of a sudden you sort of learn how to do do that like stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's an interesting thing to do. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are amazing. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> They're really incredible. Sarah, what else are you going to ask her? I'm sure you have well, some questions. I, I do, like for sure. No, not at all. I just want to know, so you, because you manufacture up in Welch's, are there unique challenges that come with having a food business up there? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if it is due to my location. Well, yeah, when it comes time for like all these special grants or special opportunities for businesses, they're always like in Portland or something like that. And I'm like, dude, you guys come and completely destroy half of the forest in my yard. Can I be included in Portland? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's one of the things that happens. Um, the drive time to really keep that connection and relationship with my retailers, so on and so forth in that department. My space in particular isn't necessarily set up for real production. It's much more of a retail space, but it does the trick for us at this point in time. So that's one of those things we're like, hmm, how do we work with that? Um, how do you blend big batches of stuff? Yeah, at this point, the biggest we can do is a 200 batch. So it's, it's, I'm going to tell you how to blend stuff, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Get a barrel, one of those cardboard barrels. Ooh. Get a large bag, put everything in there, tie it up with a zip tie. And you just roll the barrel from one side of the room to the other, and it mixes it as it rolls. <laughs> that was fun, go. too. <laughs> um, I've looked into like a big food grade cement mixer. You uh, could do that. Yeah. That would be a gentle orbital mixer. But literally doing the barrel thing is a, is a known way of blending teas and um, spices. That's a really good idea. It's very like simple. It. Like you could yeah. even bring it outside and roll it down the street and roll it back and then boom. <laughs> Except then I'd be like, what am I putting inside of my shop? <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I've got but, enough floor space to, to roll it. Yeah. The floor, so. Yeah. You could roll it. That's a great if, idea. If you. people are driving up to the mountain, they want to get some of your products. Can they come into your shop? 
You know, technically we are closed at this point in time. I was once an apothecary tea and smoothie shop with the intention of bringing food and plants as medicine to my entire community. Um, I also learned the lesson of what it means to be doing too much (laughs) (laughs) while doing that. But we are talking about some some plans of maybe opening up again. And to answer your question more solidly, yeah, just knock on the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, people people can see you in there. So if you go up there, um, she's in the only storefront area in the town. There's just one one strip of stores and it's all surrounded by glass. So when I go up there, I always walk by to see if you're in there. And, and so if you are, you just see you sitting right where you are. And I do this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I mean, that's, that's the thing that happens a lot that we're seeing is we, you know, we've had to put some, larger closed signs up because people do want to come in a lot. Um, And that's just one of those things we're juggling in the realm of business. Like, is it time to move production to another space and, and open up the retail space again, because there's a need for it. Um, I got a question for you. Do you also treat pets? You know, I treat my own pets. Um, Actually, I've got a a 15-year-old dog who was very sick on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to the point that we, I I thought I was putting him down and um, it was very sad. He wasn't able to walk. He kept falling over. I changed his diet and added herbs into it. And I'm happy to say his 15th birthday was on March 5th and he's still going for walks with me and has had a dramatic change. He can go up and down um, stairs. We definitely treat them naturally for ticks and things like that. So um, do I treat them on a professional level? No. Do I sometimes dream of creating herbal pet treats? I'm a formulator. Because <laughs> <laughs> never, you know, cat, we have a cat and we had to take him to the vet last night at like midnight. He wasn't, he was having pot, potty problems. And they, I guess they have to be acidified, they have to eat stuff to acidify their their bladders. And I was wondering, could you easily put together a treat for cats that they would like? I mean, I see a lot of them out there. Yeah. You know, I, um, again, I'm a formulator. I've got a lot of books on natural pet care. Um, I'm also the mom of three dogs and one cat. I mean, (laughs) people spend more money on their pets than they spend on themselves. Absolute true story. And it's, Certainly something that's heavy on our mind, but I think there's a few other ducks to put in a row before we can really jump there. <laughs> Sarah, you need a pet hot sauce for like <laughs> a <kibble>. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, I was curious how you t- um, choose who you source from for your different herbs. Is it um, Ooh, good question? Is it like local farm sourced or what, what, how do you pick who you source from? I go as local as I possibly can. Um, but in the Pacific Northwest, we can't grow all of the herbs that I need in the quantities that I would need. Unfortunately, um, there's a couple of farms down in Grants Pass, Oregon that I get herbs from. I've yet to find anybody up here that can produce in the way I need produced and dry and ensure that there's no mold factors. Um, 
I really love supporting anybody who's certified organic and or fair try or for fair trade. So those things are really, really important to me. Although we still don't have organic certification, hopefully we will this year. Um, yeah, I try and go as local as possible and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> we have our like list of suppliers and, you know, my, my methods of like, Hey, I know this farm grows these things. Let's go there first and then move on down the road. And then um, as far as wholesale goes and where you sell, so we talked about um, market of choice and new seasons. Where else can people find your products? Goodness gracious. For wholesale, can I be honest right now? I have dropped the ball in many ways in the wholesale world. <laughs> um, and prior to the pandemic hitting, I made a major shift and change to try and focus online. Mm -hmm. Um and we're in the middle of more major shift and change. So that wholesale game may be picking up again. So, so really, if, if people want your products, you recommend they go to your website. Is yeah, like the best mountainmels.com for sure. Yeah. yeah. We're also on Amazon, but as vendors love you to go straight to us. Before yeah. Amazon, so, <laughs> um, yeah. And um, do you have any advice for brand new businesses who are either entering the business world or thinking about starting a business? Yeah. Find mentors and focus. Yeah, <laughs> Focus, I think, is one of those things that I was told early, early on. And it's a challenge for me because I'm an ideas person. I want to create and create and create. Um, also, if you have the opportunity to build out a team, really work hard on not finding people just like you, but people that are smarter than you in areas in which you don't want to do those things. I know what you have to do. Make sure everyone drinks your focus tea. Yes. <laughs> and the unfrazzle your dazzle. because Definitely. That's the other piece. Get my where is my mind and get my unfrazzle your dazzle because you're going to need them both. <laughs> um, and enjoy so the ride. Oh, that's the other thing is straight. Stay true to your why. No matter what you do, no matter what somebody else out there tells you to do when you're working with those mentors, they're great, but they're not always right. Mm -hmm. And so really sticking to the heart of why you do what you do is incredibly important or you will burn the heck out. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. I um, have seen your daughter poke by you a couple times today. <laughs> what does she think about your business? Oh, she loves it. I can never get rid of mountain mouths. I love mountain mouths, but mom, you work too much. Like, like, hold on a second. Like, you got to understand, kid. I got to do both. Either that or I go work for someone else. And that doesn't sound like that much fun. So. Um, she loves our teas. Unfrazzle Your Dazzles, her favorite. She also loves Hibiscus Heart Song. She has picked the chamomile flowers out of every cup I, of tea I drink for years. And she'll eat them, <laughs> which is really great because she has a bit of anxiety. Um, she's a little shy and, and reserved individual, but she also gets immediate tummy troubles when she's dealing with anxiety, which when you know the physiology of it all makes perfect sense. And chamomile happens to be amazing for the gut and inflammation and tummy aches and upset while it's also calming for her nerves. So I'm glad she's made friends with that plant. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is great. 
What is a typical day like for you as a mom and a business owner? It starts with me waking up before everybody so I can meditate and walk on the river with my dogs and just kind of get my own self taken care of a bit. And it starts with coffee. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, my daughter is kind of, these days we let her sleep in pretty late and she gets up and I'm lucky. My partner makes me a smoothie every morning and I boogie on to work while they do school stuff. And I do things. I now have finally brought another person on to share all of my brain work with. And she's been amazing to work with and such a great value because I did try and do it all on my own for entirely too long. Um, Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah then we I I tend to do my brain work earlier in the day all the like back end the emailing and the this and the planning um I don't do much for production anymore I have either my life partner or two of the part-time people we brought on to do production so that's really nice and then I spend some time putting out whatever fire needs put out and (laughs) strategizing the next steps and the next moves and usually wrap up around five-ish in each day and go to Taekwondo. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very familiar, except the Taekwondo part. (laughs) (laughs) I wish there were some other things, but that's all I can get her into these days, but I'm grateful that she's doing that. So yeah, it's a, you know, it's always a different day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, unfortunately, ladies, we have to wrap things up. So um, we want to send people directly to you. So let's tell people your social media handles and how to best find you to buy your products from you directly. Yeah, you can definitely find me at mountainmels.com. It's M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N-M-E-L-S.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Mountain Mel's, Facebook at Mountain Mel's. Those are my primary. Mary sources and we're developing a YouTube channel too if you want to start learning more about herbs right now it's like YouTube good idea xyqrpt but hopefully soon it will be the herbalist path and you can tune into my podcast the herbalist path if you want to learn about that kind of stuff too so I'm, I'm getting out there in more and more places <laughs> and uh, still yet staying so mountainous <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're so glad that you could join us today and it was great to hear your story and we encourage people to seek out your wonderful products from you. Thanks for being on the show, Mel. Hey, thank you, Sarah. It's nice to meet you. You too. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. We record Missoni and Marshall live every week. Thank you to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you would like to be a guest on the show, send us a message on our Instagram at Missoni and Marshall. Until next week, thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. (laughs) Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers as well as farmers, fisher folk, and ranchers by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.